Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, creative people. It is that time of the week again for another episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I am so excited that you guys decided to join me today for this fantastic journey where each and every week we interview a a fantastic creator about their journey on YouTube and talk with them about strategies and techniques and different things and aspects about the online video space that can hopefully help you grow your community, grow your subscriber base, and grow your YouTube channel. Again, my name is Dusty, and this show is brought to you by TubeBuddy. If you're looking for a tool to help you with all of your YouTube needs, go on over to TubeBuddy.com, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y.com. Check them out. It's a browser plugin. It starts off free. It will help you out and really streamline a lot of the processes you do on a daily and weekly basis to create your content. I highly recommend them. I was using them even before they were a sponsor on the show. So this is an honest and transparent conversation that I'm having with you. If you haven't already, go on over there and check the site out. So guys, I do want to mention again, like I did briefly last week, uh, make sure you're keeping up to date with all of the YouTube news and things like that. There's a lot of stuff going on right now in the YouTube space, Uh, YouTube's terms of service. Uh, the, the new thing about them implementing the non-advertiser friendly rule on videos is really uh, what's going on in the community right now. People talking about videos and channels getting taken down because of that. Uh, I do believe and agree with the majority of what YouTube is doing. I do believe there are a large number of what I would call, excuse my language here, crap on the internet. And with that being said, I think YouTube is trying to help itself and save itself, you know, with advertising going down uh, and video being one of the most valuable assets, uh, real estate on the internet, they want to keep it that way. Uh, And in order to do that, they're going to try to go through and basically clean house. Uh, But I think the way they're going about doing it is a little bit wrong. Uh, I do agree with most of it, but uh, there's going to be some really, uh, some gray areas when it comes to what type of content should be non-advertiser friendly. So again, we've got to keep that in mind. Keep up to date with that. I'll definitely keep covering the story as it progresses, as YouTube continues to respond and answer. It's going to be a back and forth, and I think we're going to meet somewhere in the middle because YouTube always does that. Uh, They might overreact a little bit in the beginning, and then they'll kind of pull back from that uh, in the end. So before we jump into our interview, I would like to remind you to go on over to our Patreon page. Guys, for as little as a dollar, you can help support this show. Keep the lights on. Keep me recording each and every week because I love doing it so much, Uh, and you'll get benefits like having your channel link on the website, uh, getting a shout out on the show, so, so much more. I uh, got in a couple audio questions, call-in questions this week from the community. If you're wanting to do that, visit our website, www.youtubecreatorshub.com. There's a little link on the side that says, ask a question on the show. It's a big blue box. It's very hard to miss. Uh, record your question and I will play it back on the show and answer it. Uh, so I'm not going to get to them this week because the interview ran a little long, but there's so much value in the interview. I didn't want to kind of drag on the intro. So that's all I've got for this week. So let's go ahead and jump on into the interview. All right, guys, welcome to the interview portion of this week's episode. I am so excited to be joined today by Sean Vig. He is the Internet's yoga and Pilates guy. He's also a best-selling author, and with a curveball, he also has a background in theater and opera. Sean, how are you doing today? Good, Dusty. Thanks for having me on the podcast. 
Absolutely. No, I'm excited. Uh, we, Like I told you pre-show, we haven't had anybody in the fitness space on the show yet, so I think we're going to have a different element, a different thing to look at here as far as your space in the fitness world on YouTube. So I can't wait to kind of share with the audience what you've done to grow your channel. So you've got a channel, Sean Vig Fitness on YouTube. Almost, you're, you're inching up closer to that 100 thousand subscriber mark so congratulations on that as mentioned in the intro you're a best-selling author you got a lot of stuff going on so maybe if you could explain to our audience how did you get started on youtube i got started on youtube it was back in 2009 uh before that i solely just taught fitness classes i i started at first just doing fitness classes on the side here and there i was very interested in i did spinning classes actually first you know indoor cycling classes and uh, I, I kind of uh, snowballed that into teaching a lot of classes in Central Florida where I was living for schools, for hospitals, for – I actually had a, a great contract Walt Disney World also. I would teach Pilates and yoga for them. And uh, 2009, summer 2009, my best friend, uh, Stefan, we grew up together. He's a pretty good tech guy. And he's, we started talking about doing videos because I grew up, as, I, as you said in the intro, I was, I had a large theater background, did a lot of singing, a lot of opera. I also had a very large um, home video uh, background in the 80s and even into the 90s. Uh, I was one of the fortunate kids that my parents bought a video camera. So I would film videos all the time, either by myself or with my friends. So long story short, he convinced me, my friend Stefan convinced me to buy a flip camera and a MacBook Pro, the little uh, laptop, and immediately I, I took the camera out and started filming, filming, and um, started launching videos onto YouTube. Because before that, I didn't really know how I would do that. I, I had friends who had studios; they would make these big studios and spend all this money, and they seemed to have so many problems just getting their stuff out there. And I didn't know also if I had to contact the major. Uh, fitness companies that produced DVDs and videos like that. But with YouTube, as you know, it's a whole new world. You can self-produce. So I started doing that and and putting videos out there. And uh, the rest is history, I guess. On the back end of that, you know, I do see that on your channel, you have a link out to your website. You're doing a great job with branding, as I mentioned to you pre-show. But you also have an, an app. Uh, maybe if you could talk about briefly, how has YouTube helped your business or become part of your business? I always say that YouTube is the nucleus of my brand, of everything I do. YouTube is fantastic because it's always, it's always working for you, even when you're sleeping, when you're doing something else. YouTube is always out there. If you put a video out there, people have access to it 24-7, anywhere around the world. Somebody uh, from here in Colorado to China to uh, Australia can hit play on one of my workouts and do them anytime they want. So I, I feed YouTube very prevalently, if that's a word. I feed it a lot, very frequently. It is uh, definitely my main, my main focus a lot. Everything, it's, it's like the trunk of a tree and everything spawns from that. Like you mentioned, my app, um, uh, the app came about about a year ago and that was an extension of YouTube. The app is full of videos. You know, I started doing videos for YouTube, so I'm like, well, I'll create videos for the app and also take videos from YouTube and put them in the app. So as far as monetization, how are you doing that on YouTube? Aside from, say, the YouTube AdSense program, running ads on your videos, as a YouTuber who's you know mainly focused on fitness, what are some ways that you found to actually make money from YouTube, directly from YouTube, whether it be uh, affiliates or your app, or, or what are some creative ways that you found to kind of monetize your content? 
Oh, there, there's so many ways, Dusty. And it's neat because what, at first you don't know. I, I'm very, uh, I learn by doing all the time. For as many successes I, that are perceived or that I've had, I've had so many things that I've done that just kind of led to nowhere. But those things that I did that I thought led to nowhere, eventually I learned from those and something else comes out of that. Um, I'm partnered with Style Hall on YouTube, so I work with them. That's a revenue stream. But when people ask me this question, I always talk about revenue streams. Uh, you know, an app, an online training program, DVDs, collaborations. YouTube has afforded me uh, the the um, ability to do a lot of collaborations with other YouTube fitness people and also with businesses because people are watching YouTube. It's Google. So it's going in all the search engines. So when people are looking for fitness people or people to brand with or partner with, uh, they go to YouTube first. It's like the center of the search, you know, for talent that people want to work with. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a minute. As far as like collaborating with other creators and other YouTubers and things like that, what have you found to be the best way to get in touch with these people and just say, hey, do you want to do a video together or do you have a you know specific pitch that you have for these creators? How are you getting them to collaborate with you on your channel? Uh, well, I... I was in it long enough that, you know, you generate a certain amount of subscribers and views and you have a little gravitas in your niche. And I know people probably write whole books on this collaborations, but all I say is, well, email them or leave a comment on one of their videos, reach out to them. And nine times out of 10, they'll write back within a day because I have a, a foundation now. I have a brand that they can check out like, oh, I know this guy or I like what this guy is doing. If they don't like what I'm doing, they probably won't write back. But it's very simple. As I moved on, and the, the collaborations are, are really fun because we don't have to be in the same space. We all have cameras. We all have this editing, editing equipment. So like, uh, for instance, I did a um, um, collaboration with Melissa Bender. Melissa Bender is very popular on YouTube, does a lot of fitness videos. She's in Pennsylvania. And we talk to each other and say, well, let's plan a workout and you film the first part and then you just transition it right into me and I'll do the second part. Then we put them together. So I, I'm surprised more uh, fitness people are not doing these collaborations because I find them very fun. And they're also very – they're very good for your brand of course because it exposes you to somebody else's audience if they don't know who you are. And also you get to collaborate and work together and create something that of course people can, can watch and they can do. Yeah, that's what I always tell people when they ask me about collaborations, you know, the benefits of a collaboration on YouTube. And the the, the most uh, you know evident one is what you just said is the ability to expose yourself to someone else's audience. You know, there, there's going to be a lot of cross, you know, promotion there as far as like a lot of your audience and communities probably going to already know about the other person if you're in the same niche and space and around the same size, but there's going to be a ton of the percentage of people who've never heard of you whenever you're going on over to another person's channel. So what it does is if you have those links in that video that you're doing the collaboration in back to your channel, back to your videos, that will just give you that influence over another large group of individuals. So uh, there is not many things on YouTube that I recommend more than finding 
including people in your your space or around uh, the related content of what you do and work with them, especially in the fitness space and the gaming space and just all the, the, the beauty space, the different spaces such as that on YouTube. If you can find those people and like you said, just reach out to them like I did with you for the podcast is just shoot them an email and just say, hey, listen, you know, here here's what I want to do. Here's a layout of what I think we, we could do and here's how it could benefit you is let them know kind of the outlet of which they're going to be able to promote their content and channel as well. So segueing from that, Sean, what is something that you wish someone had told you when you first started out on YouTube? Oh, that's a good question. I've been asked that before. I'm, I'm kind of a weirdo, Dusty, in that I, I'm very pleased with how everything has gone with how I've done it. Um, it, you know, when I first started off, I, it was something I did, I, and I still I do. I have other projects I do also. It, the fitness thing is just my main passion right now, so I do it for the most you know most hours of the day as uh, compared to the other things that I do. But I, I'm a very um, curious person. I like to work organically a lot, and if I didn't absolutely love it or passionate about it, I would have stopped doing it many years ago. I've been doing. Uh, fitness now, like teaching and filming, all combined for over ten years, and I, I don't, I don't have really any regrets about it. I really like how how I've done the brand. The brand is me. You get me. You get an authentic version of who I am in everything I do, whether it's a video or a book or an article. I've always been myself because this is something I'm passionate about, that I'm inspired about, that I want to share with people. And I maybe I don't know if. I can't speak for other people, but I don't, I don't have really regrets. I, I'm not, I don't have that moment where like, Oh, why did I do that? I mean, certainly there's all those moments I talked about where you, you try something out and maybe it doesn't work or your expectations were off about it. But then again, those things make you who you are and you learn from them and you move on. That, that's about it. I, I'm, I'm pleased to say that after 10 years, Whenever I still invest time in my brand, in Sean Vick Fitness, I'm always excited about it. And I, I'm so excited to, to um, share more of what I'm experiencing with people who work out with me. How important is that passion when you're creating content like you are and like I do sometimes, you know, three, four, five times a week as far as like people ask me all the time, you know, well, you know, I just want to do this to make money or I want to get in YouTube to, to, to get rich or, or whatever it may be. But when you're consistently creating content, and I've definitely discovered this when I, you know, I do a couple or a few podcasts each and every week. Um, when you're creating content on a consistent basis, if you're not passionate about what you're talking about, it's going to stand out. It's going to show in your content. But how important is that when it comes to you know doing it, and, and important to not just your YouTube channel, but your overall happiness as well? Oh, it's everything, Dusty, isn't it? Um, I've never. I've never been able to do something just half-assed. Just, I mean, I can, but it shows. Because when you do something, when you're so excited about it, if you switch and try to do the same thing at 50%, everyone sees it immediately. It's, it's, it's a big disturbance in the force right there. As we said earlier, you know, I spent about 12 years in professional theater. Professional theater, I did a lot of opera music theater, a lot of non-musical theater. And that was the same thing that – Either you, you're 100% into it or don't do it because it's so – it takes so much of your time. It takes so much of your passion and energy when you're traveling around, when you're doing shows, when you're working with different people all the time, when you're doing different roles. You're always challenged. And you know, I worked with people who were just kind of half-assing it and they didn't last very long. You know, they, they moved on to something else. You could see the fire wasn't in their eyes. 
I'm, I've always been wired that way that if I'm going to do it, um, you know, I, I want to give everything. And if I'm, as I said before, if, if I lose that, I would probably, I'd move on to something else. You know, I'd find, I'd search for something else, but I'm reading this great book on Leonardo da Vinci right now. And it's all about being curious, you know, wanting to discover, wanting to know about things, um, writing things down, collecting your thoughts, working on your focus. And these are all things that I work on you know, every minute of every day. Absolutely. And and the passion for me is, is, is like you said earlier, you know, the YouTube being the nucleus of what you do, that the passion should be the nucleus of, of everything you do of creating that content on YouTube. So I couldn't agree more. I just kind of wanted to touch base with you there on that and just let the audience know that, you know, if you're thinking of starting a YouTube channel or you already have an existing YouTube channel, always remember that your voice and what you're saying on these videos, you're going to be reaching other people's lives, other people uh, around the world. And that impact that you have, you know, that passion for, for what you're creating could change a person's life, could save a person's life. And just, just remember that. So, uh, you know, from that and talking about building that brand and the passion that you have, Sean, are there any YouTube tools, whether it be hardware, software, internet resources that you could recommend to our audience that you just could not live without? Oh, good question. You know, what you were just saying also, uh, talk about people who are starting off on YouTube, you know, they like, well, I have an idea for something. I want to, uh, I want to build on that. I want to reach an audience. I've, I've done videos on this and I talk about this a lot. The one thing, uh, the best tool you have is yourself. Uh, if we talk about the passion and whatnot, but in regards to fitness, because I've mentored a lot of people who want to make the jump from teaching live classes or they love fitness, make the jump to actually creating workout videos and putting them out there, which terrifies a lot of people. It was a little scary when I first started doing it also because you're exposing yourself, you know, to people you don't know all over the world. But I always say, you know, the first thing is your enthusiasm, your passion and your knowledge of what you're going to do. So if it's fitness, um, don't try to think, well, what do they need? What does YouTube need right now? What do they think, you know, work with what makes you come alive. Find the certain kind of workouts. Maybe it's a maybe you like you know body weight workouts or you like weight training. Find what makes you come alive and then film those first because people are gonna notice your enthusiasm. They're gonna feed off that. And plus, you won't be lying to yourself. You'll be doing what you really want to do. And then you know, and then let it progress naturally as it does. As far as other tools, um, you mean like to use to increase my YouTube channel? Like editing tools, hardware, cameras, microphones, internet resources, just the, you know, the equipment that you use, uh, the, the tools of the trade per se that you use each and every week. You seem like a guy uh, who kind of got it, you know, all figured out with your thumbnails and, and your graphics and everything looks looks fantastic. So what, what are some tools that you use that you, you might want to recommend to our audience? Oh, man, you know, I'm again, I'm kind of the opposite, of, you know, because I we have this Facebook page. There's a lot of us, you know, fitness YouTube creators that are on there. And we talk about things and they're always, you know, they talk about all these new, these new cameras and this, this new technology and stuff. And I think me a few years ago would have been like jumping all over that. But, you know, a few years ago, I, I, I got, you know, I got my GoPro, I got my iMovie. I've been using iMovie since the beginning because I always believe it's not really in the effects and stuff. It's in the content that you're putting out. Like we said before, if what I'm putting out, these workouts or talks, they're not interesting or they're, they're boring or my, the light has gone out in my eyes, no amount of fancy technology or camera angles or special effects is going to change any of that. So, I, I mean, I, 
I have my niche down where it's great because I, I film outside. You see that? I always film outside. So I let that do a lot of speaking for myself. I live in the mountains of Colorado, so I can go anywhere. It's beautiful. Why, why wouldn't I want to share this with everybody? Because you know, when you have your own brand, that's what you're doing. You're sharing your, your passions and a lot of who you are with other people. So you know, my, I've never used a microphone. I have the built-in microphone. That's where the theater training comes in because you're able to speak clearly. I mean you, you have – you have training, you said, in, in voiceover work and, and in diction and in how to um, you know, breathe properly and speak properly. So you know, I started off with a flip camera. Then eventually that died. I bought another one that died and then they discontinued it. So I went with the GoPro and the GoPro has been serving me very well. The microphone's nice and the footage I always put into iMovie and I edit with iMovie. Just a few little transitions and some graphics here and there and – um, and, and that's about it. I don't wear any makeup. I've talked about that. I splash water on my face. Uh, I comb my hair a little bit and then we just, I put sunscreen on and then boom, we go. I, I love doing it very raw, very honest, very spontaneous and very real. Uh, real is a word that's kicked around a lot, but it is, I, I hardly ever reshoot anything. I want it to be very authentic and, uh, I don't do anything perfect. I mean, when I work out, I'm going to mess up a little bit. I'm going to stumble a little bit, but that's real. That's how life is. Yeah, I think it's important on what you just said to, to let everyone know in the audience that, you know, it's not, you know, a necessity to have the most expensive gadget or the, uh, the newest microphone or camera, you know, obviously those things are tools and they can help you succeed maybe uh, mm. slightly quicker than if you didn't have those things. But as you said there at the beginning of that, that segment that, you know, the main key, uh, aspect of what you're doing. Doing on YouTube is the content. And if the content isn't mm-hmm. good, if you're not passionate about the content, you're not producing good content, that's going to be valuable. Again, th- that's the word I like to throw out, around to people is value, is that you know the content you produce on your YouTube channel needs to bring value to your target audience. If it, if it brings value to your target audience, then you're going to be golden. And, and you know, obviously, you don't want to throw up you know, terrible quality. You don't want to have it to where people can't understand you or, you know, that's one thing that, that is a pet peeve of mine is that people, people ask me all the time on YouTube, you know, what's one of the most important things? And it it really is the audio quality. It really is the importance of slowing down. Like what I have a tendency of doing is getting excited. And I do this a lot on my podcasts and my videos is I get excited and I into, I end up over speaking or speaking too fast to where people can't follow or they can't understand. And if you're trying to create content and the content is really good, people are not going to be able to understand it if you're talking too fast or you're not pronouncing your words properly or you're not breathing correctly like what you just mentioned. So focus on the things you can control, the things that you can focus on. And when it comes to equipment, you can purchase a microphone and a GoPro, you know, well well under, you know, three, four, five hundred bucks and you can space those things out and use a free software like iMovie with your Mac or uh, some free software over on the, the PC side of things. So there's so many things that you can do uh, to, to equip yourself. You know what, Dusty? You, you, I mean, a lot of people use their iPhones. They use their, they use their cell phones to film because we, we, we're so spoiled with this technology. That's why, you know, I, I mentioned a few years ago, it's that instinct like, well, what's new? What can I use? What can I use? But then you think, wait a minute. Um, I don't need that. You know, it's, it's shiny and it's, uh, it's inviting. There's a certain allure with that. Like, well, here's the, the next big thing. But when it comes down to it, you know, in front of the camera, I'm excited about it. I want to be creative. I want none of that makes a lot of difference. Of course, if my film quality 
was going down. If there was a noticeable difference, I definitely would improve. But I've never had anyone say, I can't hear you, I can't understand you, or I can't see you. So if, if it's not brought up, because people will tell you right away, they'll tell you right away if there's something they don't like about it. Uh, if that's not brought up, you're doing okay. But you can really get sucked into that. Oh, maybe if I just got this camera or if I got this sound equipment and you're dropping thousands of dollars and you might be neglecting the one thing that you want to work on and that's what you're doing in front of the camera. Right, absolutely. Now, what do you consider to be your strengths and weaknesses as a YouTube content creator? Strengths, you know, my my theater background helps me out a lot. As we talked about, Um, you had mentioned... You know, oh, what I can't stand is if someone mumbles, if they mumble on camera or if they say the word like a lot or if they say just a lot or I don't know a lot. It sounds so noncommittal. I say, you know, one of my strengths is I, I believe in what I do. It can help 100 percent of the population within reason and it's totally accessible. So I have a strength going with the niche that I have and I I'm comfortable with the way I present it. You know, not everyone's going to like the way you present it. No one ever likes, you know, nobody ever gets 100% appreciation, but I'm very comfortable with how I do it. Um, weaknesses, you know, I, some of the weaknesses I had, I've been, I've been kind of working with. One is putting together viable programs on YouTube. And actually lately I've done, I'm on my four, seven day fitness challenge right now. So that's something that I, after all these years, I never really went into. I've done a few, but this is very exact. And people have been responding so well, like, you know, I like your workouts, but I like that you can actually string them into a program. So they're not just, here's a yoga workout here, here's a weight workout kind of existing on their own, which they still like to do. But um, that was one of those weaknesses I've been working on is is uh, building more programs on YouTube for people. No, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think one of the important things when it comes to your strengths and weaknesses and and your content creation is to be able to identify what you're good at and and where you struggle and work, work on those areas where you're struggling. Or what I like to tell people is, you know, if you do have a little expendable income to improve your channel, to improve your content, if you're not a graphic artist or you're not a graphic designer, get someone over on Fiverr or one of these places like Upwork and hire somebody who, who that's what they focus on and let them, you know, focus on creating you uh, the, the, the graphics that you need for your channel. So understand and identify where you're good and where you're not so good and be able to kind of uh, supplement and, and implement things that will help you improve upon your weaknesses and really focus on your strengths. So I, cu- I couldn't agree more with what you said there. But now in closing on this interview, uh, this is one of my favorite questions because I like to kind of hear uh, people in, their, in their, their goals and their long-term goals and strategies for their channels and, and their content online. What is next for your YouTube channel? Next for my YouTube channel... Um, well, as we said, keep creating new content. I really enjoy these, as I just mentioned, good segue, the uh, challenges, adding in more, you know, more of these challenges. It's very invigorating for me too, because well, one, they're a lot of work, but they make you really focus on day to day workouts and how you can fit those in, in an appropriate manner and always keeping them very accessible to, you know, all fitness levels. Um, I, I like doing collaborations. I, I mean, you know, I, I speak a lot with a lot of these other YouTube fitness people. We all talk. I believe. I know I talk to a lot of them. So I want to do more of these collaborations. What YouTube has led me into is we mentioned is I've written nine books now. Something I, I've been working on is becoming a better writer. Um, 
you know, I, I, I'm an okay writer. These are, you know, nonfiction books. They're fitness books. But I do throw in some prose to them. So it's something else on a different end of this brand that I want to work on as being a more efficient writer, uh, work on my prose, be entertaining, and be informative. Because I plan to, you know, every couple months I write a new book, a new ebook or a paperback. So that is also something. I've been reading a lot of books about writing and, you know, a writer writes. So I've been making sure I, I put uh, pen to paper a lot more. I like to write on paper, like longhand, old school. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's one of those things to where, you know, writing and blogging and other things can really help your YouTube content. And that's what people tell me, you know, why is it my YouTube channel growing? You know, one of the things you can do to really help your online video content, your YouTube channel and your presence online is to diversify what you're doing. And it was, it was interesting with what you said earlier on in the interview, you mentioned a tree and kind of everything goes from that tree and kind of branches off. That's an analogy that I've used multiple times here on, on this exact podcast talking about, you know, you need to have multiple branches of your tree. But the thing is, is you want to keep those people, your audience, your viewers on your tree. So it doesn't matter if they're on your blog or if they're listening to your podcast or if they're watching one of your videos, as long as they're in your ecosystem. And one of the great benefits of YouTube is that it is always working for you. And that's the benefit of podcasting as well, is that when you're asleep, it's passively, you know, helping you gain influence. That's a great word. It's helping you gain influence on these people's lives. And for for what you're doing, Sean, in the fitness niche and, and what you're doing there is that, you know, you're able to actually change people's lives. They can go through and, and watch your challenges and watch your workouts and do these things for an extended amount of time. And it can actually change their lives physically, which will in turn help them change possibly their, their, their life around and could save their life eventually if they're having... Uh, health issues or anything like that. So the content that we create, that we produce is important and it is helping people out. So in closing, maybe let our audience know where they can find you online and kind of where you want to direct them to get in touch with you. Well, uh, thank you, Dusty, for what you just said. Um, it is an honor. I always say that it's an honor to do what I do. And I always see it as, you know, let's train together because, you know, I learn from other people. People learn from me. We all learn from each other. And uh, as a Christian, too, I, you know, I want to serve. I want to help people. And I, it's a wonderful opportunity, YouTube, all these other niches that I have to, uh, you know, to work with people, whether it's uh, over a podcast or over a video or over email or over a comment. Uh, real quick, I know we're closing. One of my, my class I taught yesterday morning here in town in Colorado, two, two guys showed up who are staying in Boulder, Colorado. It's like an hour from here. They're staying for a few weeks. And they've been following me for over three years on YouTube. They're brothers. And they really wanted to come and take class and say hi. And it's, it's so great to meet people, you know, face-to-face that, that you've been working out with for years. And, and uh, it's so flattering. It's such an honor that you put out this content and they keep wanting to absorb it. And I never, ever take that for granted. I'm always so thankful for that. So in closing... Um, Definitely, you know, check out my YouTube channel. That's go to YouTube and just type in Sean Vig or type in Motley Fitness. Motley Fitness is the name of the YouTube channel, but type in Sean Vig, and you'll get more stuff than you can you'll ever want. I have over, I think, seven hundred videos on YouTube. You can also go to SeanVigFitness.com. You can uh, download my free fitness app. You can sign up for my newsletter and check out my books. I mean, I it's all right there at SeanVigFitness.com as well. 
and I don't say this lightly on this show, if you want to go check out a channel who's doing it right uh, in terms of branding and in terms of what they're doing on their channel to kind of grow it organically and to do the right things that we talk about on the show all the time, definitely go check out Sean's channel. And I'm not saying that just because he's on the show, because as you know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't say that every episode. Not that all the guests don't have great channels, because a lot of them have way better channels than I do. But the thing is with Sean is that I think that he's really focused in on his target audience. He, he knows who these people are. And uh, so not only that, but if you're looking to kind of uh, maybe tone up, lose some weight, uh, get in better shape, which is something that I'm uh, in in the process of doing right now myself, and I'm excited about uh, my fitness and my health and things like that, definitely go check out his Sean Vig, V-I-G-U-E Fitness on YouTube. Check out his website. Sean, I really appreciate you coming on this week's episode, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, Dusty. And I'll win. If, if you're out there and you think that yoga or Pilates is not for you, I will win you over. You come and work out with me in those workouts and you will see the Love difference. It. Talk to you later, Sean. Bye, Dusty. Thank you. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.